Standing on the corner of 81st Street, with her back to the Riverside Drive traffic, Libby got her first unambiguous look at the thing that had shut down the New York City transit system. He was indeed shorter than she, standing just a hair over five feet tall. He was also quite pudgy, though that impression might have been biased by his plodding way of moving. He staggered forward with what seemed to be exhausting effort, each labored step accompanied by that wet, sucking splut. But aside from the sound of his footsteps, the dark guy was entirely silent. He was also hard to look at. A uniform shade of black from head to toe, he was discernible as human only by his silhouette. Libby's eyes kept trying to discern distinct facial features, but there was nothing there. No eyes, no mouth, perhaps the barest hint of a bump where his nose should be. Whenever she attempted to look at what she presumed must be some kind of surface detail, she found that she was actually focusing on a spot an inch or two beneath his skin, for although the man was dark, he also appeared to be translucent. And he was still advancing, arms held out directly in front like a cartoon Frankenstein's monster as he took another awkward step toward the quartet on the street corner. Both women took an instinctive step backward, but forgetting for a moment where she was, the Dominican woman stumbled over the back wheel of her stroller. She tumbled sprawling to the pavement, and Libby grabbed the stroller to keep it from going over with her. She succeeded in keeping it upright, but in doing so, left herself vulnerable to the approaching figure. To her relief, the husband's sense of chivalry kicked in immediately. Rather than retreat with them, his instinct was to step between his wife and the dark guy, directly inserting himself in harm's way. With his hands full of shopping bags, he was unable to grapple their pursuer directly. Instead, he came in sideways, holding his elbow up at the level of the guy's face to ward him off. The intruder did not stop. Another half-step, and the dark guy was upon the husband, grabbing at his arm with both outstretched hands. The Dominican attempted to shake free, but his attacker held fast. Frustrated, he swung at the dark guy with the shopping bags in his free hand, the bag sailed in a quick, tight arc, scoring a direct and potent hit on his assailant's head. The Dominican pulled his arm back again, preparing for a second strike, but found himself clutching nothing but a few strands of plastic. The handles of the bags had torn off in his hand, while the bags themselves were stuck to the dark guy's head. As he watched, the two plastic bags sagged slowly to the side, spilling their contents. Most of the items that fell out clattered directly to the pavement. A jar of grape jelly exploded like a firecracker, splattering a sweet mess over more than a square yard. A handful of items didn't make it to the sidewalk. Instead, they stuck fast to the dark guy's body as soon as they made contact. A tube of toothpaste came to rest on his shoulder, a bunch of plantains affixed to his hip, while a bag of pinto beans spilled out along the length of the man's leg, coating him like scales on a fish. Feeling the first twinge of panic, the young man attempted to backpedal away from his assailant. The dark guy held fast to the sleeve of his jacket, maintaining a tight grip no matter how hard his victim yanked his arm. That's when it first became clear that the dark guy might not be a guy at all. Tar Babies Written and narrated by Alan R. Brady